Hi, everybody. It's Deb here again on the podcast. And today we have a very, very wonderful guest. And she's joining us all the way from Australia as well. Um, thank you so much, Nadine, for taking the time to, uh, you know, work with us with the time difference and all that. And I'm so excited to, to hear what you have to say. So what really fascinated me about what Nadine is doing, she talks about trauma-informed money coach she is a trauma-informed money coach and that's a very different angle to what I've always heard about people always coaching people to just get more money or to be more abundant to have more you know to have more prosperity but I think the angle that I liked when I read um, Nadine's um, bio is that oh okay so she understands that there is trauma-related to the relationship that we have with money, just like any other relationship. If you had a bad relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, maybe there's some trauma and perhaps that needs to be healed. So very excited today, you guys, to um, introduce Nadine to you. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about her journey and how she got to become um, a coach, a money coach. And um, yeah, just so, so very happy to have you with us here, Nadine. Thank you so much for having me and and yeah, the time difference is a bit funny, but we made it work. So hi, everyone. My name is Nadine Zamalt. I am a trauma-informed money coach with the emphasis on healing our money wounds so that we can amplify our life life purpose and our pleasure in uh, this lifetime because our souls chose to be in the 3D incarnation at this time so that we can enjoy life, but also do what we came here to do. And so many of us feel held back from expressing our purpose, from being in full authentic expression of ourselves because we are scared of money. There are many, many other factors, but money just touches so many things in our lives, whether we know it or not. And as Deb said, unfortunately, the mainstream advice or recommendations, um, it all revolves around either saving more, uh, I don't know, like holding yourself back from wanting anything, um, earning more, manifesting more, even if we're going through that other, you know, personal development route, you know, manifest more, want more, want less. Maybe you need to like curb down your wants. Maybe you need to do this. And the, these things, you know, they work. But where I come in is if you have an like an emo emotionally tumultuous relationship with money, if money makes you feel triggered, if you know in your logical brain what to do with money, but you do not seem to be able to physically apply what you need to be doing with money, then there could be trauma there. And what I mean by trauma is not, um, so trauma is not just a big dramatic event that happened to you. Trauma is pretty much um, the things that have happened to you, even if they were small things or things that you didn't receive, especially in childhood. So for example, if you are somebody that, you know, would receive more love if you got good grades, that is unconditional love. You did not receive unconditional love, for example. So your worth is really connected to how how well you perform in life. So what I'm, this is, I just wanted to preface this by saying trauma is not necessarily a big dramatic event. It is how you internalized events that happened in your life, how you internalized not receiving certain things in your childhood. Um, and you can have money 
trauma, not because, not just because you had financial issues happening in your life. So financial trauma is different to money trauma. Um, financial trauma is if you go through something that is directly connected with finances. So for example, bankruptcy, um, loss of assets and um, really high debt and all of these things that are really traumatizing and heavy. But money trauma is a different um, different school of official together. Money yeah. trauma is how all your, um, any trauma that happened to you and how it affects your relationship with money. Wow. Okay. And I'm, I'm glad that you distinguished between the two because mm -hmm. um for example when you're growing up and there are certain uh, people that experience this as a child maybe your parents lost their house or yeah, you know the, the father yeah. lost his job or you know or the mm -hmm. father went to jail or they could be any mm -hmm. of these things can happen and then that would be kind of financially ruining your family so that's one aspect that's okay. one aspect. So, so it will, that, that's trauma on many different levels. Yes. Yeah, correct. But when we talk about the trauma that that really is the relationship that we have to money uh, is also triggered by experiences that we've had in the past. Yes, exactly. That, so a lot of times I see people's attachment wounding um, showing up in their relationship with money, their core wounds show up in relationship with money. Ooh, could you explain that, please, before we move on? Yes, sure. So, all right, let me tell you, let me just tell you, let's zoom out before we zoom in. Correct. So how can I tell if someone has um, money wounds or money trauma? Overspending is one of the symptoms. Financial anxiety, no matter how much money you make, that is a symptom. Scarcity mentality, even if things are no longer scarce, that is a symptom of money trauma. Um, another symptom is hoarding money, saving too much money, because that was me. Like we are all taught that saving money is good, but oversaving or hoarding, as they say, is also a symptom of financial trauma, being too stingy or um, even avoiding looking at your money and saying, oh, you know, I'm too artistic. Money is materialistic. I don't want to look at money. I don't want to participate in the capitalist model. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. That is also, it could be a symptom of having money trauma. Wow. So that's huge. It's that's a very huge list. Big. Yeah, it's very, it's a very big list. And unfortunately, every single one of those um, in mainstream coaching or mainstream financial advice or whatever, um, the how to kind of solve these problems. First of all, they're called problems. They're not symptoms. Mm -hmm. When we call these problems, the solution will be a band-aid approach. We're not healing from the root of this, you know, of the trauma. We're just putting yes. a band-aid on it. That's why people would like follow a budget and then fall off the budget after a few months. That's why people um they're taught to override their feelings. When we have trauma, it's basically it's an emotion that we experienced in the past that was not able to fulfill the trauma cycle. We weren't able for some reason to complete that cycle, to express that cycle, to express that feeling, to um, defend ourselves. So it depends on the situation. So that yeah. gets internalized in the body and it expresses ourself, itself in all of our relationships, especially in our relationship with money, which, as I said earlier, has a lot to do with the way we express ourselves, the way that we express our purpose. Gotcha. Okay. 
That's excellent. Thank you. I just wanted for our listeners to know the difference yeah. as what does what does this mean? You know, when mm-hmm. you when you talk about um the you know that you get wounded or you have symptoms or what is the root cause. It's just to know because even I like when you were saying, okay, people that overspend, people that spend too little, because where do you find the balance? And so mm-hmm. actually hopefully towards the end of this talk, I would like for you to give us a little bit of an understanding of what it would be like to uh, to have a good relationship so that, because I think we could all identify a little bit of these within mm-hmm. ourselves at some point in time within our lives. And, and it's just to find out, okay, so what, what, how do we bring balance to this? Okay. Cool. Hopefully we can get to that once you've talked through um, all the approaches. Cool. Yeah. So ask away. What question? What more questions do you have? Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. So, so yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Here I go. So thank you so much for the opportunity to ask these questions because of course when you were saying some of these things, even I was like, oh, I did that sometimes, and oh, I did that sometimes, and actually um, prop myself, I will I will say something here about myself. It's like when I notice people are stingy, I, I kind of like, you know, cringe a little bit. Um, but that's because I, it could also be part of a trauma because it's like, you know, you don't want to, um, you don't want to appear to be stingy, even if you don't have a lot. So you, you just keep spending. So that could also be another way of, of putting on a bandaid, isn't it? Uh, it could be. I, I have a money archetype quiz on my website. And what it is, is that it pretty much tells you what your money personality is, but it really goes deeper than that. So um, there's eight money archetypes, and these are not something that I created. It's uh, my mentor, Deborah Price, she created that the, the archetypes, but I use them in my coaching. But the way I use them is very different to how I'm taught. Um, every archetype can show you what your, can sh- I can tell you what your money wounds are through your money archetype quiz results. So for example, being like stingy per se, Mm. what is stingy? Being stingy is really being very attached to money and perhaps, and that's, I I do not generalize, but Mm. because every single situation and person is very, very specific. So for example, being stingy can be an attempt to be in control of life because feeling out of control is very scary. So that's okay. why a person can be stingy. Somebody okay. can be stingy because like being stingy, let's call it the tyrant archetype. That's how I, you know, the, yeah. the word yeah. I prefer to the use in archetype okay. speak. So being yeah. in an archetype, um, having that tyrant archetype, for example, like I said, it could be in an attempt to control the circumstances because you have an inner child, child inside of you that's scared, mm-hmm. that it wants that affection. Maybe money was a love language at home as a child. So having that money is like a security blanket for the inner child that's inside of you. So I use a lot of nervous system healing and inner child work and archetypal work um, with my with my clients. So that is one way of looking at it. Another way could be you derive your sense of success from how much money you have. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so you just keep another, saving it. Your self worth yeah. is attached to how much money you have in the bank. Yes, okay. and that be- becomes the your first and foremost concern in life, and that okay. also can be a way to, you know, like calm down deeper wounding, for example, because okay. typically that's because you have that 
victim archetype that's underlying as well. Yes. So it's really very nuanced. Okay, gotcha. Thank you, you know, for that, because that actually yeah. helps me too personally when I mm -hmm. see that it could be have more compassion because you don't know the reason. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to come from a point of judgment because like obviously yeah. that started when I was young and like when mm -hmm. things are saved, you just don't even question why you have it. You just run with it yeah. until you become aware. So that's yeah. very good, you know, when you bring awareness to why you have that. Um, so the, the whole thing with um, the, the, the reason why I leaned into money to heal trauma, like, I think the whole my whole idea for starting a business is to help people better express themselves in their life purpose because I do believe that the world will will just function better if we're all in alignment with our life purpose. I just have this intuitive feeling. And the reason why I leaned into money is because of my own money trauma um growing up and I knew that if I did not work on healing my money trauma, I'm just going to be one of the, the factors that keep perpetuating the collective money wound. So I decided it will stop with me. And I decided wow. that this is something that a lot of healers and practitioners and coaches need to also learn to do for themselves um, yes. because we need to stop that trauma, that big like money trauma wound, money trauma wound. That sounds like a lot of very like, you know, the collective money trauma or the collective yes. money wound, because that's yes. what's ruining our earth. And mm -hmm. the whole thing is that money is so volatile. And just by looking at somebody's financial patterns, I can pinpoint exactly um, after speaking to them and looking at the interaction of their archetypes, I can tell them exactly what their underlying trauma is. And it mm -hmm. usually has, usually is about, you know, childhood. And it's not about blaming or shaming our parents, because a lot of times we like it's the way we internalize the world from the perspective of a child. The other aspect of it is because I want to start helping people look at money beyond finances, beyond the dollars. I want to help people start looking at money as a modality for healing because it's so volatile and it activates us in such an emotional way that leaning into money can you know, and, and a lot of times it is very scary. That's why you hire a coach to do it in a titrated way, right? So when you co-regulate with a coach that has already done their money work, that has, you know, like had done training, obviously, and wow. all of that, you can start walking into your shadows through the lens or through the gateway of your, your emotions around money. And yeah. that could provide a shortcut to your wounds to provide healing a lot of my a lot of my clients actually are able to heal their relationships with their spouses I have a client that healed her relationship to alcohol just yes. from doing the money work and it's yes. not because she was spending money on alcohol it was because she through the, the money work that we did she healed her relationship with her inner mother and mm -hmm. that was the cause of you know All the lots of other addictions yeah. yes Exactly. Well, that's so beautiful. And you know what? I've never heard anybody say um, money as a modality for healing using, you know, yeah. it's like I've never heard that before. And it's really great to know that. And like what you just said before, yeah. uh, sometimes it shows up with money, but sometimes the wound is deeper than that. And when you yes. when you heal the wound, then as a, as a result, the money Every, and yeah, everything it just, else. Yeah, exactly. so it's basically just like the healing of the self. Um, yeah, they, there is. So I have a podcast called Beyond the Fear. The okay. second episode, I believe it's called WTF Money. 
I talk mm -hmm. about how we can use money as a healing modality as someone that is spiritually um, inclined that has, you know, that wants to further heal, further do good work in the world. So yeah, yes. I would recommend everybody listen to this episode because it's really talking about how money can Beyond be the fair episode two. Episode two, what? Oh, sorry, I know we don't swear on this. WTF yeah. money. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is money? Swear. Yeah, it swears. What the fuck? It's fine. Yeah. Everybody does it. Wow, that's that's really really amazing. So, I know that we are going to be running out of time. Maybe we need to do another podcast with you. But I sure. wanted to get another. I just wanted for our listeners to to know what's available. Like, what kind of do you have group sessions? Do you have online workshops because a lot of people can't afford one-on-one -on -one coaching yeah, of course yeah you know so like is yeah. there an opportunity for people to do it as a group and 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 what different kind of um workshops do you have that people yeah. can jump into and that, what would be the basic that you would recommend so um yeah like you were saying one on my one-on-one -on -one container is the most you know like specialized hand-holding absolute like inside out transformation kind of thing but also my group coaching is great so I run a it's a hybrid between self-paced program and mm -hmm. group coaching monthly group coaching called the money sanctuary the so sanctuary. um you go in there and you are going to learn how to plan your money how to use the bucket system to organize your finances how to start tapping into your soul and make sure that the things that you want are not trauma desires are more like of authentic desires and how to include that in your money plan the idea of the money sanctuary is that i don't want people who are creatively and spiritually inclined to keep feeling that money is an obstacle i want them to like the in the money sanctuary, I help people heal their relationship with money so that money can become something that is fueling their creativity, not standing in its way. So I do go into things that are a little bit like um, technical, but I do them from a trauma informed way. So there's like a, a module that's going to come up in a couple of months called credit card confidence. Um, I teach looking how to look at credit scores from um, a trauma informed lens and why we need to look at it and why we don't. Um, there's lots of information on there on money and the nervous system, how to heal the scarcity wound, um, and then creating trauma-informed financial boundaries. There's a lot of stuff in there um, that's really, really, I would say very juicy. I like that word. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's self-paced. And also we meet once a month for group coaching. I'm going to add another one once I'm back in the Southern Hemisphere. I mean, Northern Hemisphere. Northern Hemisphere. Right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a lot of people in there from Europe. It's like you're in the summer now. Yeah. I'm in the summer now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my podcast is a really good time, a good place to also to hang out as well. Because I, yeah, I, I do share lots of um, journaling prompts at the end of every episode. Um, so that's really, really helpful. The other okay. thing people can do to jumpstart their healing journey with money is do the money archetype quiz and book a session with me, book a 45 minute clarity session with me. In that okay. session, I'll be able to give someone what it means, like what their archetype means, but yes. also not just um, what their arch what archetypes that come up in their chart, what's the interaction between what comes up and what doesn't come up right? Okay. Like if they have a high tyrant, but a low victim, what does that mean kind of thing? And then I'll so interpret it a little bit for them. Yeah. I'll interpret them into like see. a reading, yeah. but I'll yeah. give them 
I'll give them some coaching and also give them like a, a roadmap of how they can start self-healing and self-coaching. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great that people can straight away start with something like that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. also, like you said, you're going to the is the money sanctuary that people can go on, like you can access things online. And there's a once a month, uh, yes, you know, uh, live coaching with you with all with everybody, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, the yeah, that would be a nice that, that would be awesome. a nice place to start mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. So and I just yeah, I just think that it's so um, a lot of us don't even know that we're stuck in these patterns, right? I like know, we just yeah. we just keep going on and on doing the same thing, not finding happiness, not finding, like you said, like expressing our true purpose and why we're here, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening out there and, and you feel like this resonates with you even a little bit, then I would encourage you to um, get in touch with Lady and she's absolutely amazing. Sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's just, you know, like we should all share our gifts and making the planet better and like if everybody's healthy and happier we'll have a healthy and happier planet is what i believe so when we're using our gifts you know sharing it with the world that's great one thing very 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 small thing here we do get trapped into the the notion of once i heal i can share the thing is your life purpose lies within your trauma oh stop pause say that again (laughs) your life purpose lies within your trauma please expand so for example let's say i'm a money coach the other person here jane is a money coach whoever jane is the way i express money coaching is going to be very different to jane because of it's flavored by my own self-expression which I do through the lens of my past through the lens of my travel my experience which is all you know, informed by the way I view the world and the way we view the world. Yes, it's unique to me. But the way we view the world is also uniquely tinted by the way that we carried ourselves through our trauma, by the way that we um, identify how our purpose is stronger than our past and stronger than our trauma, but not in a way that's overriding our trauma, but how we heal that, that trauma. So I chose to heal my inner child wounds through the lens of money. That's why I can take mm-hmm. people take people as deep as I can. Ah, you see what that's I mean? A very yeah. great. And I've seen that in society. Like um, some people do it through, um, like for example, my first uh, teaching modality was breath and yoga. So mm-hmm. that's always since the last twenty five years. That's just there, right? And yeah. like I've added a few other things, but that's basically oh. been the thing. And then. Um, there's a couple of other people that I know for one girl, for example, she's actually also from Australia. She started to do um, sexuality. Like Mm -hmm. she just started with these, I don't know, like, you know, expressing herself through a sexuality. And for a lot of us that can make us feel uncomfortable as females or males. Yeah, even, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then of course, hearing you saying that you <laughs> money makes people uncomfortable. Yourself, <laughs> oh my God. Like, you know, so that's really really interesting and and thank you for sharing that with us because it is so true there isn't just one way to heal it can be anything but it's like how you said so beautifully that your trauma gives you the opportunity to find your path to healing yeah yeah it Mm -hmm. it really does um I wanted to add something but it kind of escaped my mind it'll come back if it's important um Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's what I wanted to say the thing is with money and sex and all of these things especially Mm -hmm. with money is that money wounds and our you know consistent thinking about money is something people at all economic statuses (laughs) statuses Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
We all share that, whether we have money or don't have money, whether we're rich or we're on the poverty line or in the middle, we all have this common concern of money. Mm -hmm. Because it's in our collective consciousness. It is in our collective consciousness. It It comes from our families. And it affects everything around us. And like you said, like our relationship with money does not begin when we first got an allowance or when we first left home. It comes from our family roots. from age two. That's when our relationship of, yes, exactly. Yes, it is what we absorb from our families. Yeah. So when I started to do the healing within myself, one of the, and I didn't know this at the time, but one of the things that I did look at was um, I used to feel ashamed Mm -hmm. or I used to feel that um, like, oh, I'm not good enough because I didn't come from a family that had a lot of money. Okay. And then when I started to do my inner work, the inner healing, I just realized that was just like some thought that I made up somewhere when I was like maybe three. And it's doesn't, it's not like that. It's not true. So as soon when I did the healing and I shifted my point of view, okay, then that shifted. Yeah. So that's how I, without knowing, yeah. <laughs> I created the healing from that perspective, from that mm-hmm. point of view, because I just realized that obviously, like most of us, we think that our self-worth is attached to who we are, what we produce, how we can be of service, yeah. blah, 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 right? All those things. How productive but our, we are, yeah. Yeah, but our self-worth has nothing to do with any of that because I'm worthy because yeah. I'm here. There is, it's so beautiful that you share that because there is certain, you know, like it depends on how how these wounds were hammered into you it sounds like Mm -hmm. a shift in perspective was very effective for you for Mm -hmm. me mindset work and perspective shifting that did not work for me it made me feel broken because I would join a program and everybody like has these awesome transformations because of a mindset uh, shift or a perspective shift not for me because my trauma no my trauma around money and worth and uh, my abandonment wound was so so like deep inside my psyche like I had to do a lot of um somatic healing I had to do so much it took maybe two years for me to kind of just lodge like just move around the abandonment wound because you know that's that's when we know if we feel like mindset work and shifts in perspective is not working for us that's when we know that we have deeper deeper. trauma that is actually lodged inside your body I yeah I have to add though that Mm -hmm. that didn't just happen yeah. It was because of my timeline with meditation and yoga. So gotcha. the, yeah, having, that's very the, healing. having the everyday mm-hmm. meditation and yoga um, helped me to, you know, connect deeper with the, with the self because yeah. the, all the answers lie within, but we can't reach it because the mind keeps us, you know, well, also there's like all, all the trauma on top of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so when we protecting, we're thinking we're protecting yeah. ourselves. Right. And so, so it's great that you pointed that out because I wanted to, just tell listeners too that it didn't just happen like overnight it was actually Mm -hmm. some time of creating a daily meditation and yoga routine that helped me to access that so that then I was able to make the choice because we always yeah we can always make the choice but when you're not ready and when the awareness of making the choice is not there even if you want to make the choice but you don't even know why you want to make the choice so so it's it's good to mention to listeners that yeah it can happen 
But um, if it doesn't happen where you can just shift your perspective and change something for yourself, then we can try another modality. And there are many modalities out there that can help. Yeah, that we've go got ayahuasca, we've got breath work, we've got yoga, we've got meditation. Mm-hmm. We've got, there's so many somatic, you know, different energetic uh, uh, modalities that people can use. But I will say the one thing that they all have in common is this, from my experience, everything that we are perceiving is from the working mind. So we have a memory, we, we we keep going back in the past for some, we're looking for some information to make better decisions for the now or for the future. So the mind is constantly busy and it has so much information and we can't access our pure kind of like the, the, the pure consciousness where, you know, the God consciousness, you can call it. That's mm-hmm. like where we exist you know, and we are not an aging body or we're not a changing body or we're not changing emotion. We are just the pure awareness. So when you have the opportunity to connect with the the, uh, the true consciousness, the pure consciousness, you kind of like, there's a stillness. And once the working mind is shut down, now you're able to access who you truly are. And from that place, you can make, you know, a better choice, a better decision. And again, that can happen through different uh, uh, working modalities that people, there are many people teaching many different things. And I think they probably all work if you apply yourself and you just have to feel what resonates with you because we're all going to be different in, in what we resonate with and which path we're choosing to heal our trauma. But the working so, mind yeah. is mm-hmm. usually the problem. And if you can find a way and a, if I heard it correctly, what you teach also is like you can go through somatic uh, different experiences. You can take people beyond the thinking mind so that they can create that, which we call the root cause. Because you can't get to the root cause if you keep staying in the mind. Because I think it was Einstein that said, you cannot solve the problem problem on the same frequency that it exists. Mm-hmm. So the problem usually existing on the frequency of the mind. Mm-hmm. We have to find a way to get above that. Yeah. So all what you're saying, just like going back and like adding on do through doing your trauma, uh, sorry, your meditation, your breath work, what it sounds to me that what you did was you cultivated safety in your body. That's why when we cultivate safety in our bodies or in a co-regulation relationship, whether it's with a partner, a coach, whatever, that is when that safety, you, you, your shadow parts start feeling that they're okay to come out. And when we talk about the mind, when we talk about our thinking mind, right? Like normal or mainstream personal development calls our sabotaging beliefs or our sabotaging patterns as limiting beliefs or limiting patterns. And that's something I do not subscribe to whatsoever because these beliefs, these patterns, even like our you know, like the, the, the cyclical thinking that's kind of on a down, downward spiral in our mind, that is actually our protective parts. Mm-hmm. Thing that you need to lean into, not think that this is like the, the obstacle. What's mm-hmm. happening is that your brain or your psyche, a part of you is trying to protect you. So in that protection, there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of lessons to learn in there. So that's where I would say to lean in. And I do know from personal experience and from witnessing many clients go through it, we can access that pure consciousness or you want to call it your higher self or that divine knowing or whatever it is through trauma healing. Because sometimes when we have trauma, we cannot even trust that 
connection. Because if we feel like everybody's going to abandon us or that we're not good enough, we might even perpetuate that trauma into... We attract it over and over. Yeah, we can just start... We look at things through that lens, right? So we would not even trust our relationship with God. We would only think that God will love us if we're good. I won't mm. receive information or I won't receive that divine knowing unless I do this because our conditioning is that we receive love in a conditional way. So yes. that's why when we, the more we heal, the more we can access that pure consciousness because that pure consciousness is where all the answers are. Correct. Right. Where we know everything, all knowing. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, this is so, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so amazing. And that's where our purpose is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Like yeah. the crux of it all is exactly what you said, Deb, is that we heal, we do all of this work so that we can access that connection that we have to the divine to the divine and to the divine with like within and below the divine that's like in the earth that we're living on that's providing us with everything from the day we're born to the day we die as a human body and also to the divine above us and the divine within us wow and oh, this wow. is more accessible through yeah. healing our wounds yeah well you know nadine i'm so grateful that uh you know, our paths crossed and that I could um, have this privilege of having the podcast with you today. And just for all the wonderful, you know, little nuggets, gold nuggets that you gave us and shared with us. And, and I personally would, you know, would definitely take one of your, um, probably the money sanctuary and just like hop on hopefully once a month, because like I said, you know, a lot of us, we are blind, like uh, it's a blind spot. And so when you, when you have somebody and like, what I love about you is what I really honestly, and this is like, I don't say this to a lot of people, but what I I love about you and who you are is this openness to receiving Mm. people where they're at. Yes. It's like, wow, what a gift you are to, to us. Because I mean, in my life, like whenever I've heard, I mean, one of the big, money people that I heard like in the 80s she was an American mm-hmm. lady I even forget her name right now she was <laughs> kind of blonde short hair but she was the big like they were she wrote books and everybody was about her and I just felt like I don't know she would judge me or you know I, I just gotcha I, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and I was just like so if you guys are <laughs> listening out there and you're watching this after like we are so blessed to have this pure human Thank being you. here that is willing to meet us where we're at and to to help us to, you know, to to also be grateful for the trauma because the trauma mm-hmm. is the key to the, you know, to the oh healing. Oh, God, that's the soundbite. That is it. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's so wonderful, too, that you are here and you are being of service to us. And I'm definitely going to sign up to one of these things because oh, I beautiful. just want to do some. I just want to see you more. Right. And <laughs> I'm sure it's I mean, who doesn't want to have more money and heal relationships more with money? Because there's always something in the closet that you can unpack, you know. Oh, I love um, that. It's, you know, in Friends, Monica's Closet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's all these little things in the closet. It's like everything looks good, but then you open that door and everything falls out. You're like, oh my God, that's still there. That's still there. And and here's the thing, you know, what I love about what all of life is like, before you need it, the people who's going to help you will appear. And that's how I I feel about you. Like, uh, you know, the gifts that you are. And like, I just want to thank you also because it's, we have to be brave to, to walk through the darkness. 
through your yeah. own darkness so that you get to the light and then you can bring the torch out and say here it is people follow this line like just you know that's exactly the <laughs> the the analogy or the like the 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 vision that i give to people like i've walked yes. through the tunnel walked through the darkness. i know all it well it's about i'll hold the torch for you i'll hold yes. your hand when you need me yeah. because it's scary i mean i talk exactly. lightly and i laugh about it but man yeah. i've had i mean i've had moments where i was just in like on the floor on the like the kitchen like mm. on the kitchen floor having a breakdown that mm. was me and I mean it happens and it doesn't you don't feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel but man there really yes. is and the light feels so much more authentic than you could expect because a lot of times we feel like something's gonna go away or the other shoe might drop or like an yeah. imposter syndrome or whatever because yes. we didn't do it in a way like we know that there's like this thing in the shadows that's lurking but once we do the shadow work once we do the trauma work we feel like our happiness is actually very authentic so no really and I can I don't say this much but you know I I have a good intuition and I can usually really see things actually and like when I see you that's what I see is like I see this like warrior person who you know went through the darkness and she healed her wounds and she's come out of that cave and she's like here it is people take this <laughs> so oh thank you for she that and books. I was thank you and you know this is one of my favorite books and I always keep it here it's um a very old like probably 25 years old Deepak Chopra the way of the wizard one of my favorites so he uh, there's lessons different lessons and in lesson 14 he says um lose everything and the real will still remain when you look in the ashes look well so when we were talking about um trauma using the trauma as a way to get into the light that's exactly what it means it's like sometimes when we're in the darkness sometimes when we're burning sometimes when everything is dark and things are falling apart you know he's saying when when everything's burnt down look in the ashes and look well because something beautiful Yuck. and new is going to emerge <laughs> and that's like what I would see with you when you've done the work and now you've looked in the ashes and you've emerged and now you're taking that and I think when I hear what you're saying is that that's your life purpose. Yeah. You found your life purpose through the darkness and you've emerged, right? Thank you. So, yes, thank you yeah. for witnessing I me. wanted to and share that. Yeah, yeah the funny thing, my whole business started from a Chopra book too. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do a lot of these books, but this has been my all-time favorite over the last yeah. 25, because he's written many books, but this is definitely my number one of him. It's probably the mm -hmm. only one I have left in the house. The rest, you know, you give and so on and so on. But um, yeah, it's really wonderful because some people like, for me, for example, I didn't have to go through so much trauma and darkness. Mm -hmm. I had a little bit. That was enough for me. Some <laughs> yeah. of us have to go very deep. And some of us you've <laughs> you've gone through the trauma healing in your past life. You know this this life exactly. is about like <laughs> and yeah. And I think like and I always learn very fast from others. Like mm -hmm. I I check my Beautiful. surroundings. Like yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. And I love my father so dearly. Bless his soul. He's not with us anymore. Aww. But my father used to like he he worked at sea. And whenever he used to come back to land, I would imagine that he would just be happy that he's still alive. But I was tiny, like three, four, five Aww. years old. Yeah. And he would come back, and he'd always have had alcohol. And he would be like, you know, a little bit like happy. And 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 I just I decided that no. 
I am not going to use alcohol <laughs> in oh, my wow. life. Wow. That's and a, I didn't. Yeah, wow. And so, you know, I learned very fast from my environment. <laughs> and so therefore, maybe I didn't have to go through so much darkness, but I did have some. And of course, that little bit I'm very grateful for because it it helped me to 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 look when I was very young. I started my journey. Mm-hmm. And, wow. um, Jeez, and then okay. I use that right to, to, to help others. And I've been very privileged that over the years, 25 years of teaching yoga, breath work, you know, wellness and health and so on. So I have been able to, in my small way, share that, what I've learned. What a gift you are. Thank you yeah, so much from the world. So <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yay. So my gosh, thank you so much, Nadine, for making the time. I appreciate it so much even with the time difference. And we are going to put all Nadine's information at the bottom of the podcast, reach out to her. And probably if you're going to jump into the money sanctuary, you'll see me there because Yay! as soon as you, you, it's going to be, you're going to launch one for the, for the Northern hemisphere, right? So we can sign up well, for those dates. Um, so right now the, we meet once a month at 5 PM PST on the second Wednesday. So that is okay. still, you know, um, Northern hemisphere friendly. The, okay. The one I'm going to add is going to be good for another, like for US, like uh, North mm-hmm. America and also European times. But for okay. now, the 5 p.m. PST works for North America. For North, so okay. For you. Yeah. yeah. Selfishly, I'm going to have to, for me, I teach yoga on a Wednesday night, so probably I won't make that. But There's if you can personally just, yeah, just personally send me something that I can look at that's not that time, I would love to jump in. And um, good. thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being so who welcome. you are, for serving us. And for just being beautiful. I'm so grateful that our paths crossed and that we could have this beautiful conversation. And probably I would like to interview you again with some deeper stuff. No worries. I'm always here. All right. Thank Thank you you so much. Wonderful. Bye-bye.